Okay, this is the final episode of In The Change Room Brought to you by the good people of Bright Rock I'm Kawunda Ntunja, Super Sport commentator I'm with uh, Johan Kutsia from Supersport.com And also now, for the first time, the producer of In The Change Room, um, Zamo Moloi. Uh, he's also joining us. He had a great night at the Players Awards, uh, uh, also brought to you by Bright Rock uh, on Tuesday night, and he's going to share a lot of what happened there. Yeah, I did it in your stead. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sabela Sanatla. I'm Paul True. Hi, I'm Carl Brown, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to In, in the, the Change, change Room. room. Yeah, I was meant to be there, but unfortunately, um, or fortunately, whichever way you might see it, but in this case, let's say, unfortunately, uh, I had to attend a recording of the Parga Rugby Show, where we had Spuras uh, Tole, actually, from the Kings in the mix. Johan, how are you keeping? I'm all well in yourself. <laughs> I'm trying, brother. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah it's almost December now. It's, uh, it was a long, hard rugby season, a long, hard slog, and we all, all we deserve a, a good rest. I think we've got the sevens coming for rest, and, yeah. but the rest of it, yeah, let's sliding into the end of the year, sliding sure. into to relaxing mode now. How talking about relaxing mode? How was the awards? I'm glad I went in your stead because uh, <laughs> I, I partly thought I was going there to have fun, but then it ended up being work. But I still had fun. Um, great atmosphere, crowds, fans, the rugby players, the willing to talk. I, I think it was an opportunity for them to to let their hair down. Mm. Uh, you had the likes of Cornell Hendricks, uh, Hachiva Daimani dancing in leather pants and leather tops. And he's a dancer. <laughs> he's a heck of a dancer, that man. You know, a hustler himself there with his own sneaker brand. But it's, it, was, it was beautiful. It was really great to see. Yeah, Chris Dry rapping out here. Yeah, it, it was quite good. It was quite good. It was going to be? <laughs> oh, some vanilla ice vibes. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, tell me, I saw Siakolisi came with the, the young kid that cried after he gave um, him his boots during the bus tour. Yeah. Uh, so that was quite quite a moment, wasn't it? It was. I mean, he actually uh, received Cheslin Colby's award all the way from, because uh, Cheslin is obviously in France. Mm. See himself doing a bit of jet setting. Wasn't he in France the, the weekend? Or yeah. Like, I saw him on Instagram with uh, with his wife and Cheslin. He and, went yeah. over yeah. to yeah. celebrate Cheslin's award, actually. Yeah. Cheslin was named world uh, world player of the year or whatever in France. Ah, okay. Yeah, so Cheslin just got an award as the best player that side. And um, and um, Sia Colisi was there. Franz Stein was there. Uh, Dwayne Vermeulen was there. Hmm. They also got a, an award for the box being, you know, obviously celebrating winning the World Cup. Tuesday night, it was the third annual Bright Rock Players' Choice Awards. Hmm. They were held in Johannesburg. Truly a party. Crowd favorite Hershey Yankees collected the best off the bench and hashtag love change awards. Uh, as we now know, Peter Septatoy cleaned up at the awards. So in addition to being a World Cup winner, he's a Rugby World Player of the Year and a PSDT or what, what's, what's the acronym? Yeah, uh, correct. <laughs> PSDT. He also won the Players Player of the Year accolade, Defender of the Year and Forward of the Year. Winner is Peter Septatoy! It's always nice to, to, to get awards like this, but you never play for it. It's a, it's a massive team sport and uh, there's no iron team, so everyone says that and I can just vouch for that. It's a massive honor for me to be here and I'm just a, it's just a pity that not everyone can, can, can accept an award like this. So, yeah, I, I'm off the team, I'm just so humbled and yeah, it's a massive honor for me. And yeah, like, like, like you've seen, South Africa is the best at the moment and hopefully we'll be able to keep it there. 
you're going, you're staying with the Stormers, right? I'm, yes. I'm correct. What does it take for you to drop this? I was speaking to other players, forget this moment and create other moments going into 2020 Super Rugby. Stormers are yet to win uh, Super Rugby. Is that, a mo is that more motivation for you to say, you know what, the World Cup was great. I want to do this for my franchise. Yeah, if, if you've seen in the past, South African as rugby players, we all are mentally not as strong because after every World Cup we've won, we've, we've been for a dip. It took us 12 years to win it again. So hopefully we'll be able to get stronger mentally and of course trying to keep and, and be the best. I think that's my motivation. I think that's, that's what we're trying to achieve for South African rugby as well. Yeah, Peter, there's no iron team. There's also no iron beer. There's also no iron brandy. So I'm sure that the celebrations went deep into the night. Um, Johan, Peter Stefter toy. He's a machine. He is. What a, what a fantastic year he had. He was just, yeah, as you say. A couple well, of years. Yeah, couple of two, years. Two, two. He's been building up and, and all the accolades are so well deserved. And I think, I think this is probably as important as all the rest, the, the Tuesday night award, because that was his, that was his fellow players. No, that's his peers recognizing him for all the hard work and his massive engine and just all the hits he puts in. Now, it was a lot of work throughout these last couple of years, but it's paying off and I'm, I'm glad he's got all the recognition he deserves. Yeah, it's, all, it's always interesting like when you, when you read up on a guy's like backstory. So when Peter Steph de Toy started playing loose forward for the Springboks, he really struggled. If you think back, uh, Johan, um, the Japan game at the World Cup 2015. I, I remember, yeah. And, uh, the England Test match, uh, where um, he struggled on defence, just you know, positioning himself, um, and when you go even deeper, um, and you hear about his story that at school he was playing flank, and then uh, the first team coach said to him, "You must move to lock," and he said, "You'll never do that," and then he got dropped to the second team, uh, and how. You know, he's fought his way back to the actual position that he believes he is. Mm. And he became, dare I say it, the best in the world because he's a world rugby player of the year. Where's that as coach a blindside flank. <laughs> yeah, so um, he's, he's currently the best blindside flanker in the world. There's more to that backstory there. The, the fact that he made that 2015 World Cup was, was already amazing because just before that he had a serious knee injury with mm. the ligaments that snapped. And uh, I, I, there's the story that he was in hospital and the surgeon said it's going to take you, you know, at least six months before you can be ready. And, and his dad was with him and he spoke to the surgeon and said, is there no way, other, other way? And, and the surgeon said, yeah, just as an aside, if he gets a donor for, for ligaments, maybe then we can do it quickly. And, and his dad said, all right, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, give me my gown. What? They cut out his dad's mm, ligaments, what? put it in there, and then and it was ready in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so yeah. Talk about stronger together. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. So now his dad's walking around with, with Peter Steves dodging me. So, so all those awards are for the, for the family, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, speaking of um, knees, uh, a certain Warren Whiteley missed out on the World Cup yeah. because of a, of a cartilage injury and a cartilage issue with, with, with his knee. And he's been considering the idea of, obviously it's been, it's been in the news that uh, he potentially wants to coach. He's thinking about it. It's a bit touch and go right now as to whether or not he'll continue playing or he's moving up into the box. Look, can go back as far as five years where I've always wanted to coach um, after playing and I always had that plan to learn and, and to develop whilst I was playing. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to, to be in a leadership position uh, and to be in, in somewhat of a teaching role with, within a team. 
and that really helped me to learn more about the game to develop that side and when I was in Genoa doing doing Curry Cup and I was busy with my rehab I was fortunate enough to to get the opportunity with Ivan van Rooyen Cash who's now the super rugby coach along with other coaches to allow me to start coaching yeah to learn from them to develop and um, you know but being a player is, is not my identity I love this game so if I can coach if I can support in whatever role um, I would love it you know so I want to I want to keep developing and, and contributing to the game of rugby I mean this is the platform that I've been given and I want to you know serve and, and hopefully make individuals better and teach and coach so you know if, if I'm gonna play again I'm not sure I mean yes I mean I would love to that's that's what I'm hoping for you know but I am preparing myself I think I'm trying to be proactive and, and learn and, and develop that side now Lions whether you're staying or whether you're continuing playing or not Lions have gone through a lot of transition in the last three and a bit years yes. you obviously you're talking about transition changing pulling up those young players who are now creating a new identity along with yourselves what are the key metrics of success that you guys will say next season if we achieve this this will have been success elton was saying that we're going to get some stick in 2020 things are not going to be easy but we're going to want to stick at it what for you coaching staff playing staff are the metrics of success for you next year well, look i think is we know what we have within this group and we believe we've got a very very talented group of individuals that can surprise a lot of teams next year and you know we 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 think we can we can go quite far in the competition but again we're going to focus on our systems and you know we're going to take it week week for week like we have in the past we still believe that's that's extremely important um but we got a bit of a culture shift you know adding a bit of salt maybe a bit of pepper some cinnamon on top <laughs> Um, so, do, you mind, do you mind expanding a little bit about what that culture shift is? I think we, it's a new generation. It's a new generation of youngsters. You know, some people like to call them Generation Z. But it's a, it's a new generation. You know, and, and we believe they need to go out there and, and you know, really be opportunistic. And we want them to believe in themselves. We want them to make mistakes. We want them to back themselves. And that's what we're looking forward to as coaches, um, you know. So we're extremely excited. We believe we've got a good group. Patience is going to be key. That was one of the metrics. We need to be patient. There will be hard lessons learned, but we know we'll develop and we'll learn with time, and um, it will come. Interesting insights there from uh, Warren Whiteley. Obviously, because of the injuries that he suffered, now he's you know he's putting all his chips towards coaching which is a good thing you know we always want um guys to share knowledge and to give back um but also this lion side such a young young squad young coaching group and i'm just uh, you know just looking across Johan, i'm gonna bring you in now so i'm just looking across the spectrum like new zealand have lost 50 players between 2019 Super Rugby season to 2020 Super Rugby season, 50 players. And um, obviously, we also going to suffer huge losses of players, but um, our official squads haven't come out yet. But 
Um, just looking at that Lions squad and the fact that Cash is now the head coach, Johan, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it's a very, very young uh, coaching outfit, as you say. And the problem with that is, is a lack of experience. And, and, and I say this with all due respect, because if things go wrong, there's not a lot to fall back on in terms of experience. Whereas yeah, the, all the heads have a better way to normally handle these things or handle crisis periods. Now, this, I say there's not wishing anything bad on them. I hope all the success, and I hope they never have to deal with these issues. Hmm. But, but we know rugby and we know what the reality is of that. So let, let's see how they go. Warren is, is dead right, and, and what an exciting bunch of youngsters they have coming mm, through yeah. there. They, uh, they've got some uh, new muscle up front as well, so they, they want to be competitive yeah. in the scrums. I'm, I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see that at Super Rugby level, people are bringing, yeah. you know, that's still the traditional parts of the game are still there. Um, yeah, let, let's see how it goes. Let's hope the crowd is there. That's always important in Joburg. Uh, and from the beginning, don't have to wait until they make the finals again yeah. before you start going to Ellis Park. <laughs> you know, I, what, what, what do you reckon about the, our SA teams going uh, forward? You know, for me, I'll just hop back onto that Lions thing. Mm. So I'd been really looking forward. It was like a Christmas present. Really wait, looking forward to seeing Wandisile Similani come into his own. Sure. Um, ever since seeing those amazing performances at Craven Week. And I think this year is definitely him and the rest of that of, of that of the of the back line opportunity for them to to make a mark whether they lose or not so he warren spoke about there's a need to be patient but i think i'm really looking forward to seeing the lions actually those young players put up their hands win or lose we'll see but in terms of the greater spectrum of of of, of south african rugby i was really you know it's it's an Teams change. There's a lot of transition. Squads change. Uh, I mean, the Bulls have lost a, a chunk of, 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 of experience there, you know. I was really hoping that um, Dwayne Vermeulen would actually stay stay longer. I remember comparing him to uh, Andrea Perlo last year, saying that, you know, if he if he stuck around, he could be Juventus's Andrea, Andrea Perlo in terms of converting everything that's happening around them. But um, it's, it's unfortunate, but it gives an opportunity for younger players. It gives an opportunity for for coaches and unions to be intentional about transformation, about bringing players up, about actually going out there and searching for these players. So for me, it's 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 difficult, but it's also a bit of a win-loss, win-win situation. Mm, I'm, uh, it's a good thing you mentioned Juan de Sule Simelan and Zamo because oh, the kid's got a lot of potential. Yo. My gosh. Yo. I watched him in the Curry Cup this year and I felt, you know, Finally, the kid is getting his rhythm at senior level. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I can't wait to see him play against guys like Anton Leonard Brown and Goodhue and against, you know, the, 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 the cream of the super rugby crop and see how he fares against them. And even against guys like Luka Nyoam, right? for that matter. Um, even though I still personally feel Am would be a better 12, he's a world-class 13 already. Yeah. Uh, but I still feel I'd love to see Am play at 12. He would be a totally different type of a 12. Mm. I remember having a conversation with Jean de Villiers as well. And he felt that Am would probably be a decent 12. Um, what are you looking forward to in terms of young talent coming up next year, Johan? Um, well, next year, the, the biggest thing about young and inexperienced is the coaching outfits everywhere. You've got Sean Everett, who's, who's new at Super Rugby, got John Dobson, that's new at Super Rugby, uh, Ivan van Rooyen, uh, Coach Puerta, this is his full first season, full first full season at at uh, uh, at that level. So I'm not I'm not, not expecting a lot from from our teams, even though we have some exciting talent. But as you say, 
there's also been a lot of changes, in, especially in New Zealand. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's all open. I don't have much hopes for any of our team, but I, I think it's open. It's an open competition. Obviously, Mzamo was busy on Tuesday night at the awards, speaking to a whole lot of players. But you also spoke to um, Supersport presenter, um, presenter of the Cricket World Cup, presenter of the Rugby World Cup, presenter of Nedbank Golf Challenge. Yeah, she's busy this she's lady. She's the wife. Elma Smith, let's see, let's hear what she had to say. I'm so excited, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the third annual Bright Rock Players' Choice Awards by the players for the players. Round of applause. So the players' organization approached me in 2016 um, to come work with them on marketing the players' organization's efforts. And the players at a board meeting said, you know what we'd really love is just an event where we can have some fun with our fans and our partners, where we can wear what we want and just let loose a bit. Thank goodness. <laughs> and, um, and they said, you know what, it almost doesn't matter how you achieve this, but an award show is probably a shortcut there. Unfortunately, 2016 wasn't a great year for South African rugby, if you recall. So <laughs> I, I shopped it around a lot. In 2017, Stefan Ter Blanche, credit to him, from the SA Rugby Legends Association, said to me, you know who I think I should introduce you to? Suzanne Stevens at Bright Rock. And we had one meeting with Suzanne. She said to me, tell me what you want to do. And I said to her, there's this idea that I've been walking around with for 18 months. It's called the Bright Rock Players' Choice Awards. It features awards like the Most Improved Player, which we started calling the Love Change Award, the forward, the backline player, the best off the bench, because we all know the bomb squad is what wins us <laughs> matches. Um, and then the marquee moment is the player's player of the year, because there is nothing like getting the kudos of your peers. It's a lot getting it from the media. It means an immense amount when you're getting it from the fans. And of course, it's great to be selected, but to have your peers, the people that you play along with and against on a weekly basis, choose you as the one who made the mark this year. It's usually the most treasured, I've heard, <laughs> award that you can win. And, um, and that's what this event is built on. Keeping on that theme uh, on being applauded by your contemporaries, applauded by, by your fans and, and those that you work with. Kaunda, um, your commentary, also mm. commentary in particular, is is pretty much the soundtrack of expression for South African sport right now. Uh, fans, current and former players are really getting behind it. Now, having said that, leaning on that you're, you're a former player yourself, what can you expand for us what it means as a player to get recognition from fans, but also from the guys that you line up against as well? I think it's massive. Um... Obviously, rugby is a team sport. So just talking now from a playing point of yeah. view, I'll, I'll touch on the commentary yeah. a bit later. But from a playing point of view, you know, when you know that the guys next to you, they value you, they back you 100%, mm. that also gives you a little bit of oomph as well, you yeah. know, that, you know, they know that you know what you're doing. Sure. And um, it gives you a lot of confidence. If the players back you, coaches back you, you know, then you can achieve a lot with uh, the tools that, you know, the the one up above has given yeah. you. So, yeah, that's massive, you know. And um, just talking about the commentary, yeah. Shampoo, <laughs> shampeezy. <laughs> no, yeah, the, the, um, yes, the feedback has been awesome. Obviously, I'm not going to take all the credit. We've got a group of commentators. Yeah, great team. Yeah. Um, there's five of us that worked in the World Cup. 
Makai Jack obviously worked in the World Cup. He's a former um, uh, Saru legend, played in the apartheid era, entertainer as well. We had Alfred Mzizi, who was assistant coach for Heineken Meyer. Uh, he was part of that group. Kaya Malotana, former Springbok. Um, in the change room alumni. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who else? And, and uh, Lonobo Mtimka, obviously. Yeah. Can't, can't forget him. He was, myself and Lonobo were the two anchors. So Lonobo, uh, junior Springbok prop, uh, played many games for Border. I think mm. his his name is up in those placards. They played <laughs> like 200 games or something like that. He never wanted to leave his London. Even though he got offers to play other some some big provinces, he was happy just staying in his London. But um, obviously, he's also grown a lot as a commentator. And you know what? I think that um, just listening to you know what Hugh Bladen has done mm. in his in his career Ledge. now Matthew Pierce uh, or many quotes and uh, John van Rensburg these are guys that you know set the platform mm. at Supersport and you know when when we entered as a younger group let's call it the younger group Kosa we were told okay this is the type of commentary that we do here at Supersport which is roll call commentary so instead of saying Kaunda passes it to Johan, Johan passes it to Mzamo. You say, Kaunda, Johan, Mzamo. I you know? So, because we're doing TV yeah. and people can see I'm passing the ball. Yeah. So they just need to know who's got the ball, not I'm passing. So, I mean, those small things, you know, I, I could, I need about 10 hours to speak about commentary. So, wow. <laughs> um, let's move along. Uh, Ruan Pina obviously made a comeback, uh, having. Played a lot, uh, a lot in Europe. Uh, he's come back now, great in the Curry Cup for the Cheetahs. I think he was man of the match in the semi-final. Could have been man of the match as well in the final. I can't remember, but he had a few things to say as well. For me, as an older guy coming back, to just you see the freedom that uh, with which the guys train and play, and just the enjoyment they have for it. Um, you know, it helps me as an older guy to do that as well. So sometimes the body doesn't feel great on a on a weekly basis, but you know, to see them, the enthusiasm to go to training, to play games, you know, that spurs you on and that helps you. But, um, yeah, it's been really great to come back home, to be part of the Cheetahs, and then within a few months to be part of a Curry Cup winning side. And, um, you know, hopefully we can build on that, uh, keep a lot of the players in Bloemfontein that we've uh, that we've managed to, to build over the last few years. And, um, yeah, it's... It's a great time to be involved in South African rugby. Now, there have been rumours, I'm not sure whether they're founded or not, that uh, Francois Steyn is coming back to South Africa and coming back to Bloemfontein. Is he coming back to, to the Cheetahs? Um, I'm a good friend of France and I saw him in the week, but um, I think he's definitely wanting to come back to South yeah. Africa. Whether that's going to be the Cheetahs or not, I'm not too sure about okay. that. I hope, I, or I wish I could have given you a better answer, yeah. but um, I think you'll see Francois Steyn back in South Africa, but when and where that will be, I'm, I'm not too sure. There's an um, old Tosa saying, basically, <laughs> um, to, sum it up, to, to, to sum it up in English, it's just saying that you don't throw away experience. Yes. You don't throw away a veteran. Well um, but I, the, in Tosa, there's a little bit of an extra spice. Yeah. But anyway, um, your thoughts on Ruan, your thoughts on you know, some of these uh, legends of veterans coming back? I'm, I'm really excited. It's a re relative recent development that we've seen. And we actually had Devald Potgieter on, on the show a yeah. couple of weeks ago and, and we discussed it at length. And he says there's a lot of interest 
from former players to come finish their careers here, come plow back as players. Um, you got you made the money in Europe now. You you if you want to settle back in South Africa, sure. just as, as long as the unions make it worth your while mm. and give you enough freedom and time for you to. to to start a life outside of rugby, yeah. I think most guys would be keen. And then we're seeing it pop up a lot. We've got Yanni Duplessis this week, the revealed back to the Lions. Mornay Stan's it, coming. Is, is he going to be playing for as the Lions? As far as I know, he is. Yeah, Ooh. he's coming back to the Lions. Wow, Doki. Uh, Doki. Yay. <laughs> and that's obviously with an eye of starting a practice here, a medical yeah. practice. And then you've got Jean Dacre and Mornay Stan back in Pretoria. Yeah. Uh, the guys are coming from everywhere. And, and the more they are, the more excited I'm getting. Because... All of a sudden, we're not just losing to Europe. All yeah. of a sudden, everything we've lost to Europe comes back, but with some interest. Mm, we mm, bring mm. a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience in, and, and we can teach our youngsters that. So it, it's not one-way traffic anymore. That that can only be good for our game. Uh, also spoke to Chris Dry. So now, yo. Vanilla Ice, you said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Apparently, he also rapped at the, at the awards. But let's hear what he had to say. I think it's very important for us to be successful this 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 whole season, um, and I don't think we would sacrifice a tournament success uh, for uh, Olympic gold medal. I think what we're going to try and do is try and be consistent throughout the season and then chase that medal. Your outlook towards the Springbok Sevens uh, in Cape Town, uh, this is a couple of weeks weeks from now, you've got the Ladies Sevens opportunity to play yes. there as well. What do you think it's going to do for the game to see the men's and the women's team playing on the same pitch? Yeah, well, I think it's it's about time, you know. I think, uh, you know, women's rugby has always been kept on, on the side, it's always put on the second field. And, uh, you know, uh, the game has developed in, in such a manner that the, the women's system is equal to the men's. I think um, at a time they were underfunded and there weren't a, as many professional teams, but I, I, I'm, I'm honest when I'm saying it, they are a very competitive circuit at the moment. I think, you know, they need to play on that on, on, the, on the world stage. I think they, they deserve to, to, to play on the Cape Town Stadium. And, yeah, looking forward and excited and looking forward to see our goals, you know. It's the first time they get the opportunity to play on, on that field. So, you know, I'm look, looking forward to it. Crystalline Stierniebel, obviously first time that uh, SA Women's team will be playing at the uh, at, at the Cape Town Sevens. What are your thoughts going into it? Will you be fit in time? Is the team ready? What's the, what's the mood like? Uh, so personally, uh, I'm buzzing, uh, if I can use that slang. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be ready. I was going to be ready for Dubai. So we planned it very well. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back on the field, which will be Thursday after I get back home to integrate with the team for the first time, hit some bags and to see where the hip's at. And then as a team, we've been trying to prepare as well as we can. Uh, obviously, we're, we're looking forward to playing a high level of rugby, which we don't get to do that much in Africa, in South Africa. So we're looking forward to the challenge. It's going to be a big one, but we're, we're up for it. And we're hoping that the South, Africa crowd, South African crowd gets behind us because we're still developing and we just want to play a good brand of rugby for the South Africans. Johan, uh, gosh, man. How do you feel about women's, the women's seven side? I'm excited. I want to see this this women's side, our, our mm. side, uh, grow. It was it was mentioned there that they're not used to playing at a high standard, yeah. but that'll change for the next couple of months. They do Dubai, then they do Cape Town Sevens in front of a, a massive crowd. You know, you know how Cape Town is. So I'm excited for them if they can if they can lift their standards. The, I see no reason why. In, in, the, in the medium to long term, they can't be as good as our main side. And, and that doubles our fan base. And yeah. that, it's really good for, for South African rugby in general if we can have a really strong uh, representative women's side playing there. This is Warren Whiteley and you're listening to In The Change Room. We look at, you know, I just read Beast's book. 
take it took me two days to read it actually it version very, one or version two uh version two okay yeah. <laughs> i think version one had like a small tweak uh, version two a small tweak from version one but it took me two days to read it i was thor- i thoroughly enjoyed it um but something that you know was always at the back of my mind is how beast ended his career on a high yeah uh he was outstanding in the world cup final outstanding for the barbarians two weeks later as well and I couldn't help but think, Johan, that the reason why he was so good, he had a genuine, classy, lucid prop behind him, pushing him for a starting berth. And that definitely had to help Stephen Kitsov. What are your thoughts on the kid? Stephen Kitsov has been, my, my lasting memory of him will always be when they won the, the Junior World Cup. In Cape Town, mm, 2012, uh, against the against the All Blacks that day, and he ran off the field, and, and his dad was in the stands, and he jumped up the stands, and they were hugging and crying, and I thought yeah, that big man with that big Springbok future ahead of him, sure. crying in his dad's shoulder for you know <laughs> that, was, that was such a beautiful moment. Um, he had a special place in my heart since that day. Um, he's always had the talent. I was a little critical of Alistair. In, in the beginning, when he got when he when he chose him for the Springboks without the rule change then, uh, and and he was based in Europe, uh, but we always knew that he had the talent. It was just a matter of uh, will he get the opportunities. And now, mm. yeah, he's got them. Uh, if a beast out of the way, he's, he's, he's obviously the next one. But then the, the question is, what do we do with the bomb squad? Are we going to mm. put him there? Because uh, uh, what 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 Kitsy brought off the bench for us in the last twenty minutes was that's that's just as important as what Beast did. Yeah, but you you'll get Stephen Kitsov and Lizzo Koboka coming in. Oh yeah, you got Lizzo back. Yeah. That's that's You'll right. You'll come in with a lot of and, power. And, and then my favorite Oxen Te, he's, yeah. he's also going to push that's for a place there. So yeah, no, no, we got we've always been blessed with loose head props in this mm. country. I, I don't think that's going to stop. But yeah, you're right. Kitsov at the top of the pile now, and he, he'd probably stay as long as he stays fit. He'll stay there for mm. a while, and it's good. It's good to let the other guys push and let him set the standard for them to chase. So, so before we, we listen to uh, Stephen's interview, Mzamo, you you the one who interviewed him. Actually, it was a, a friend of the podcast, Tabang oh. Dao, who, oh, okay. who, who also scored a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> he got in via the back door. But anyway, he got in. Um, how do you feel about Stephen? Did you get a chance to meet him on Tuesday night? We did, we did. He was actually the guy... These guys are probably like their 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 muscle their cheek muscles must be exercised to to finish now. But these guys in every situation, every opportunity, they're willing to talk to people, they're willing to take photos, and they come across as guys who've decided with Rassi and everyone that put the make the important things important things. And a lot of the time, you 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 worry about is this too much? Is this too much for these guys? But they're able to be in the moment, be calm, and say, you know what? These guys are here for me. And uh, that's what they're doing. And, and they, they were great. Make no mistake, they were still celebrating. Oh, they, absolutely. They had to hold back Come on. The, <laughs> they had to hold back the entire year. The, the motto within the team for this year was let the main thing be the main yes. thing. And that's, the main thing was winning the World Cup. Motto, yeah. Yeah. And now that they've, they've won it, the guys can let, let yep. off some steam. And yeah, I'm glad. Of course, they're smiling. They, they had to hold in their smiles <laughs> for a long while. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for all of them. Yeah. Steven, the piece is retired. You're going to be the preeminent uh, lucid prop for us. Does that come with added ex- uh, pressure um, and expectations? Um, yes, definitely. But first of all, I just want to say Beast was an incredible leader and uh, such a role model for me. And um, I mean, w- working with him and working working b- uh, alongside him was, was an incredible journey. And I learned so much from him. And, and um, I think he had an incredible career. And... Um, if I'm lucky enough to take over from him and, and continue what he's doing, that will be amazing. And see, sorry, 
just help me understand. Are you from Paul Ruiz or Paul? Or you at Paul Ruiz? Yeah, Paul Ruiz in Stellenbosch. So, I mean, you, you played rugby in a beautiful part of the country. Again, at Paul Ruiz, you're also playing for fun. Do you play for fun now? Or is it all just business, quite technical, everything's worked out to a T and you just need to play a role? Or do you still have fun? No, I enjoy the physical aspect of the game. Um, definitely, it's, it's, it's a job and, and you have to give your all and be super professional. But myself, physically, I enjoy the physical confrontation, I enjoy scrumming, I enjoy running with the ball, I enjoy tackling. So that aspect of the game is still so much fun for me and I enjoy that 80 minutes on the field. Steven Kitsoff, obviously, great two seasons uh, with the box, uh, now world champion. Still holds a record in South Africa as the only player to win the Junior World Cup and the Curry Cup on the same year, oh. uh, 2012. Anyway, moving along. Johan, what, what is your wish for the year 2020? Last comments. For me, I, w I want another seventh title. That is, uh, that is above Olympics. all, yeah. And uh, that, that Blitzbok team, has, I know the Springboks have taken over, but, but for the rest of the four years, we, they give you the chance to celebrate every year. And yes, <laughs> especially in the Olympics and in Olympics year as well. So yeah, let's, that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm pinning my hopes on. I hope that all our young teams and all the young, young players come, come through. I hope all our teams understand now with the new contracting system and new coaches in place that you have to put a lot more value on player development at junior yeah. level because you will be losing them overseas now yeah. because you no longer have that Springbok jersey as a carrot for them sure. to stay home. So that, that's what I hope in the long term mm. this year will be remembered for. This was the year we really started taking talent development seriously. Zamo, your, your wish for 2020? Sheikh Soizwapi standing mm. on the podium with a gold medal uh, almost a year after Sia Kulisi does the same with the Webb Ellis Trophy. Mm. Um, looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, as a lot of the guys have said in these interviews, which you can listen to, we'll be publishing them over the next couple of days, full-length interviews. Uh, a lot of these guys saying they want to build on the momentum. They want the Super Rugby teams to build on the momentum of this World Cup. And definitely wanting to see um, South Africa, at least two South African teams uh, going far in the playoffs in Super Rugby. That, for me, would be would be good return. And uh, maybe even one of the, the teams that haven't actually won one, i.e. Uh, the Sharks and, uh, and the Stormers, actually, who knows, going all the way. Yeah, you know, for, for myself... Uh, you know, I've I've, see, I've been seeing <laughs> I've been seeing the sevens win the World Seven Series. Yeah. Obviously, still want to see more, yeah. but I think for me, what would be a huge plus for 2020 would be for the Springboks to win the rugby um, the rugby championship. Ah, yeah, that would yeah, because for the first time we then back up what we've done in the World Cup, and we actually do what New Zealand has been doing for decades, yeah. which is dominate. Uh, at that level over a period, a long period of time, consistently being the top. For me, I want to see Sia Kolisi lift that rugby championship again in 2020. And again. And then again in 2021 <laughs> and beat the British and Irish Lions in 2021. But that's a story for, ne for next year or the year after. For now, I just wish that we have consistency with the 15th side. And obviously, good luck to um, the Sevens. Uh, Johan, you're going to Cape Town, I know. Uh, I'll be away hoping hoping to watch the uh, Man United play. Um, they, I'm going to be over in Manchester. 
for the derby first of all on the 7th mm. and then um, Everton on the 15th but anyway from myself Kaundandunja it's been one heck of a series we've really enjoyed in the change room uh, hopefully there'll be more in 2020 and thank you guys for the support cheers